Zimbraconda is a proud supporter of Wisconsin Badger Athletics. If you're looking to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Honda, buy local. Part of the Madison community since 1973, Zimbraconda's customer service is second to none. Experience it today for yourself. Shop local. Shop Zimbraconda. Washington Avenue has YouTube players and Elliot and Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch and Alan the Horse Amici appear on the scoreboard. It is our Badgers outsider, Derek Blakesley, presented Tausch by PDS. PDS have been providing technology solutions and transforming IT for area companies for over 30 years. PDS is giving today's workers the true ability to work from anywhere as they balance work and life. PDS wants to be your trusted partner in driving success with enterprise solutions, digital workplace platforms, and managed services that fit your needs. PDS, Paragon Development Systems. Derek, how are you, buddy? I am fantastic. Happy birthday to you. Thank I, uh, you. Found it a little bit odd that you used the momentous occasion of the date of your birth to launch a prefrontal assault on the legacy of Bart Starr. But uh, that was that was, that was your decision, and uh, I guess we'll agree agree to disagree. I just want the general public to know that I love Bart Starr, and I think he is definitely goes down as one of the greats of all time. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what I said as well. But hey, don't let the facts get in the way on my birthday, uh, Derek. Where do you fall on our Favre versus Rogers debate since you've graced us with your presence today? It's good. it's an interesting debate. It's going to go on for a long time too. I what I think about that in general is that Favre teams had the Dallas Cowboys. If everybody remembers, you know we were pretty good, but we could never get over the hump. We had trouble beating Aikman, Irvin, and Emmett Smith, and. You know, once we kind of got over that and we got Reggie, people don't talk enough about Reggie either. Brett had Reggie, so he'd throw all those interceptions. And, you know, if you, if you drive up 41, you could stop at a random house, and people of a certain age, about half of them probably think God healed Reggie White's leg. I mean, that was the feeling around <laughs> Green Bay in the state when that run was made was, oh, my God, Reg- Reggie's leg needs to be amputated. we got to take Reggie's. Reggie's will never walk again. And then he wakes up one morning and, he was back out there, and they're like, Reggie, how can you be back out there? And he's like, well, God healed. God healed me. The, the mindset was so different. Uh, it, we were striving to beat the Cowboys, and then we got Reggie. And then we, we got over the hump, and the momentum was there. And Farvey, you could relate to Farvey. He would throw his picks, but he was the gunslinger. Rodgers, a better quarterback, clearly. The, the way he does not throw interceptions is unmatched in the history of football by anyone. The windows, the way he fits it in. Uh, the debate about the playoffs, 
is warranted, but you know, it's, a, it's an ultimate team sport. There's 22 players, not to mention the other 11 we got to think about on special teams, uh, where it was a strength with Desmond Howard at the time, and now uh, definitely a weakness. So there's a lot of layers to that, but, man, there's something about Farvey. You love to root for him, and even if you lost, you were like, ah, darn it, Farvey, you'll get him next time. Whereas with Aaron, you're like, it's just a little chillier, different. It's a different dynamic to that relationship. Yeah, you know what, Derek? I'm glad you brought up Reggie White because I was thinking about this. And listen, Aaron Donald is fantastic. He, from an interior spot, better than Warren Sapp. He, he, there, there's going to be very few people that you can put in the mix. But the fact that he was, you know, robbed of the Super Bowl MVP, I still look back to. I don't know if Reggie gets enough love. Desmond Howard won the MVP. Jason Wildey was a voter. And I think Reggie White got slighted in that. I thought Reggie White. I voted White for Brett a, Favre. I want to be clear. I voted for Brett Favre as MVP. I'm just letting you know. I think the fact that Reggie White gets, and part of it is because he passed on. I think people forget Reggie White. I don't know how. How do you do that little the arrow thing where it's Reggie White greater than Aaron Donald? I think we we get so much recency bias. Let's not forget about old Reginald because the impact he made and. The fact he should have been Super Bowl MVP if it wasn't Farm. I know Desmond Howard got it for the big play. Aaron Donald's great. Reggie White's better. I mean, when it was third down, guys, in big games, Reggie Reggie put the hump on and it was over. And he he'd, he'd get home too. And I'll never I I know where I was. I was over at Rolo's house when I was a little kid. I remember when we signed him. Rolo. And yep. people people of a certain age don't remember. We could not get talent to sign in Green Bay. We couldn't couldn't do it. A lot of I think especially um, players from big markets and some of the African American players just hesitated to come to Green Bay flat out. And Reggie changed the course of that uh, in a big way, and it happened fast. And we got Bad Moon rising in. A lot of things came our way, and it was a change. It was a change from what we were in the '80s to get to that level. And it was difficult for Aaron and anybody else to play for the Packers to come in as the incumbent of a of a, a very very successful franchise versus one that was an aspirational franchise. And he's done, they've done a great job. They've done a great job carrying that torch. But we've had some just some horrible luck in the playoffs and a little bit of different motivation. And like I said earlier, a little different mindset. And that's been costly. I, I liken those Packers teams a little bit more to the Bengals this year. They felt like they were playing with house money. They were getting hot, and things worked out for them. But they had oh, no, 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 no. There is no way any of Aaron Rodgers' Packers teams felt like they were playing with house money. I could disagree I, more. I, I'm talking I think about the, more... the, the Farvey teams. Oh, no, no, okay. But the, I'm talking the, about, okay, I thought you were talking about Rodgers. No, the, Farby, the I guess, problem with Rodgers' team is we don't have that push. We don't have that kind of motivation. We don't have, we're not coming from the bottom up. No, you, you are the big dogs, and you're, you, you have to act like it. You have to play like it. That's what that, because I don't know about you, I watched that game, and I thought Green Bay was the best team since about week nine, and I thought they, were the be- they would have been the best team. But, again, I'm not going to sit here and say they should be world champs. All I'm saying is watching that game as a Packer fan, did it make you a little bit queasy or were you just celebrating and enjoying the Super Bowl? Oh, no. I, I, I tweeted about that during the game. It made me sick. Clearly, clearly we had the talent uh, to outclass both of those teams. And I think we would have done it. But I'll never understand, and it'll be interesting to see the stories unfold in the coming months, where... 
there appeared to be a, let's just call it what it was, a complete lack of trust between Rodgers and the rest of the receivers um, out there. You know, Lazard, we missed MVS more than we thought, maybe. I, I, I'm not, not, we'll never know. But he, he, he clearly was going to ride uh, Devontae Adams, and that wasn't going to work. Uh, and we spent a lot of capital, and I mean time getting away with the offensive line the way it was, the patchwork offensive line. And I think that combined with the lack of trust, which is, I don't know how better to put it, really was costly on offense. And once you get into that pattern, I mean, you can watch any Badger game on Saturday and see it where you're looking for that one player and you're going to make that throw. It's going to cause problems uh, when you're playing big-time playoff football, and we got burned by it. All right, so, Derek, we asked this yesterday because, I don't know, I saw I had a bunch of texts and people saying, this is what all the Rams, this is what all in looks like. I'm not going to argue and ask if you think Green Bay went all in because they did. But the OBJ part of this and the fact that Green Bay was in the mix, does OBJ allow you to have that trust that you're saying was missing? And do you think he would have made the difference, the fact that the Rams didn't have him in those playoff games and would have been on Green Bay? Does that skew it that Green Bay would have been playing on Sunday? How about we even top that with another layer on the nachos, if you will? Okay. What about the idea that the concept that we brought Randall Cobb in to satiate the hunger for friendship from our star quarterback, and we got to the big games, and Randall wasn't wasn't a factor, didn't, didn't do anything. Is it possible that if we had uh, a younger receiver, someone a little more explosive, someone a little faster, that maybe toward the end of the year we could have had another option that uh, – Aaron could have gone to. I, I think there's there's that to be considered as well. Um, on top of on top of all that, I I, I guess we'll never know. Uh, I don't think a playmaker would have hurt. But you watch the other games during the season, the way we used the tight ends at times when they were healthy, the way you know he he liked Lazard two years ago, and then all of a sudden it was like he wasn't even out there, and and Cobb just wasn't wasn't open or we weren't looking so. I don't know. There's a lot to digest there, and that's just going back to what we were talking about before. It's like, God, guys, you watch those teams, and I—that's I, what I put in my tweet. You watch the national championship of college football, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Wisconsin does not belong out on that field with those players at this point. You watch that Super Bowl, and you're like, good lord, the, the Packers come in here and win this game, probably convincingly. It's probably the line. The line on that game against the Bengals probably would have been close to five and a half or six. So. I don't know. It's it's another lost opportunity. I'm really hoping he comes back. If I if I have to had my druthers and gives it another shot, uh, I think the way he doesn't throw interceptions, I enjoy watching him the 17 games in the regular season. I'll take it because it's like watching an artist work. I wish we did better in the postseason, but there's no reason for us to move on from him if things are straightened out between him and the front office. Uh, Derek, we're thrilled that you came in to the Park Bank ESPN Madison studios. Uh, I assume you can stick around a little while longer. Since I I will. Are, well, and I do I would like to if if I do make it to the other side of the break. I, there was some more lack of professionalism. Um and I hate to bring that up. I hate to bring it up, but No, you don't. It, 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 you're you're looking forward to bringing it up. I first am. Of all. It took me a long uh, time to get in the studio. Uh, I mean, people around here should know who I am at this point. It took me a while to be out in the cold. And we'll we'll go over that. I'm I'm happy to be here. All right, we'll explore that. We will actually talk about the Badgers, but I also need two answers from you. And one from Tausch. The answer from you that I need 
exclusively is who is Rolo and are they called that because of the candy? And more importantly, you said another layer on the nachos. Yes. The ultimate nachos have what on them for you? What all has to be on good nachos? I'd like you to contemplate that. We'll discuss that, and maybe we'll even get to the Badgers with our Badgers outsider next. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call Gina Della from Pella at 855-PELLA-WI or visit online at PellaWI.com slash radio. discuss everything but the Badgers with the Badgers outsider, Derek Blakesley, presented by PDS. Here on Wolfie All right, Derek. Uh, Rolo, I assume this is a short story, so Rolo, candy-related or not? No, I don't think it's candy-related. I don't... Tausch probably calls him that more than uh, I do. It's just we have a mutual friend, Nate Roloff, uh, oh. a top-of-the-line copier salesman. Um... And I've been friends with him since I was four or five years old. So he comes up frequently in our stories because Rolo plays a lot of golf and apparently more with Tausch than with me lately. Um, that's, <laughs> that's sort of a com- competitive balance kind of thing. Uh, those guys, I, I play quite a bit, and those guys have struggled, so they like to play together a little more often. But uh, he's And, and Tausch yeah, likes Jer- to have us. Yep, in- Jerry, Kelly, yep, Jerry Kelly said one thing, man. Well, I almost, I almost killed Jerry Blake's Kelly. Me. Think of how that he would affect the Champions Tour. He- I would have uh, hit that ball just a little bit harder right at his head. Anyway, uh, so but Tausch likes to hang out with us in tandem, so he prefers to have Nate and I together because we get back and forth, and it's it's, it's quite entertaining. We'll have Rolo on sometime, also, maybe. It's your guy, your guys' so show. I'm just easy, a guest, and I'm I'm reminded of that every win. time I try to appear. It's no different today. Easy win whenever I bring a partner out to play you too. That's really why, uh, Derek. Give us some, give us the spread at your Super Bowl party. Get, Give us a little taste of what the Derek Blakesley Super Bowl experience is going to look like, or well, what did look like. Well, if you're going to go with nachos, and uh, Jason asked before the break, uh, the one thing I'm not going to have on nachos, I'm not going to have out, period, is olives. I think, and I'm glad you guys brought this up kind of in a roundabout way, I'll go with sour cream, I'm going to have cheese, and I don't care if it's a cheddar or if it's an American. Love onions. I'll, whatever you got, I'll take. You put mm-hmm. one olive on those nachos, I'm not touching them. Yeah. Come to think of it, maybe I, I should put an olive on a little bit of everything. <laughs> maybe I wouldn't be, be the things I have. There you go. Hey, Derek, the key is, and I don't know how you get this, is the cheese spread distribution has to be fair. You don't want, don't just pile the cheese on top. And you have all those chips, non-cheesed at the bottom. The key is to put a layer, right? Isn't it all about trying to get as much stuff on as many chips so that every bite is getting... You don't want to be pulling up a dry chip with nothing on it. No, 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 no. You're definitely thinking more about a volcanic eruption or a volcano with the lava being the toppings. This contrasted to what you're describing, which would be a a snow-capped mountain. You're gonna to want to have okay. you're gonna to want to have every chip okay. once you break in to the volcano. You want to get to the you want to get to the magma. Yeah, the uh, magma. and the key thing where what are you doing with the jalapenos? Because I am a firm believer you have to have jalapenos. Can't be everywhere because not no. everybody likes them. 
But I don't know, do you like the big or do you like them diced? I've become a fan of the diced jalapeno. Oh, so I... you get you don't get the monster. You know, you're taking a whole jalapeno on a chip. That's a lot of jalapeno. No, nah, your jalapeno. This this is going to cause this is going to cause as much strife as the Rogers versus Favre debate. But I think because it's a little overpowering, I like to have the jalapenos on the side. I don't want them. I don't want them on my. Ooh, I don't know. The, the, ju- the juices I don't get into know, it. Yeah, Jim. yeah. I don't, I don't know. There's no, a lot of goodness Jim, in the nacho. I don't. Sell. I don't want the uh, yeah. the juices and everything else from the different. Once that's you cut up some things, it's it's too much. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I did not expect that to take that turn where you two would be in such disagreement, but I am with you on the olives. All right, Derek, we do bring you in ostensibly, not just because you're our friend, but to talk Badgers. Uh, What's been on your mind lately? I have not, I have to admit, I have not kept as close of tabs on the Badgers Outsider Twitter account, so I don't know what you've been tweeting about uh, other than what we played in Twitter Trash or Twitter Treasure. Uh, what's on your mind when it comes to the Badgers right now? Well, I Tausch, I don't know if I'm allowed. Are you starting to watch basketball yet, or are we waiting a couple weeks? <laughs> no, no, no. What's... Listen, I, I said, well, I said, wake me in March for everything but Badger basketball. I, I am as big of a Badger basketball fan. I was disappointed on Saturday's performance. I thought it was a classic letdown from the monster win, dumped all your energy and you didn't bring the energy needed to beat a team that you should beat. And Rutgers is fine. I'm not arguing. Rutgers is fine. But I feel like Johnny D is wearing down a little bit, and I'm hoping we can get him as fresh as possible to make a big push late in the season because I think the way teams are defending him and beating him up, I think he is starting to wind down a little bit. We need that rejuvenation for the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament. Oh God, I'm glad I'm on today. I'm glad because you're you're wrong. You can tell okay, you. Okay, tell watched, me why. I haven't watched any <laughs> okay. of the games. I, I, why I, am I wrong? Oh God, I, I want people out there. I apologize on behalf of Tosh. That was not that was not good analysis. I, I, I think they've been the ramping up the defense on Johnny D for a couple months now, and there was a conscious choice by guard and the team, really, to work uh, to distribute the ball, I think especially early in the games. And why I really disagree with you is we've gotten some really nice wins doing that, where Davis is picking his spots a little more to assert himself, uh, specifically at the end of the game, when we, uh, when we need, the, need the points, frankly, if we've got a tight game, and that's what the Big Ten Conference is all about. Um, I don't think he's shooting quite as hot as he was early, and I think the defenses and the way they've played him have something to do with that. It's almost like he's wearing down a little no, bit. No, yeah. I wouldn't say he's wearing down. I'd say that we've made adjustments to be effective against the straight. It's like a chess game. It's not just like a right tackle where you just do the same thing, play after play. Oh, okay. We've got to okay. adjust to what the defenses are doing, and I'm seeing the emergence of Hepburn. I'm seeing Davidson struggle. And I think if I was to make one thing... That's going to be the difference between us getting to like the elite eight, which I think should be the goal here. Is Davidson's got to shoot better, and if we can get the points, the three-point effectiveness from him, we're very difficult to beat. On the games where Davis doesn't shoot well, he's still very athletic, defends well, rebounds well, and can be an effective you know decoy if nothing else on offense. And we got some guys. You know, I I love watching. Um, 
watching the the rest of the guys play in film, they kind of know their rule, know their role. So uh, it's Davidson's shooting that's got to come around more than anything. Uh, if you're watching closely, uh, I think most people would maybe agree with that. Um, you know, Crowell's playing better, but we're not elite. No, no one's going to make that mistake uh, down on the block. But we've got enough um, to to win and beat most teams. And I think we're still going to come out a little bit out of nowhere, even though we've been ranked pretty well. I think there's a little lack of respect there. And I like that feeling coming in. And a springboard from a nice performance at the Big Ten tournament, I think gives us a very legitimate chance to make that uh, top four seeds and be playing around Milwaukee and Chicago in the tournament, which would be ideal. Which feels like we never get a home crowd. And people are going to be ready to cheer because, like, I said we're on the downside hopefully of the pandemic Derek uh, there's been a little bit of news obviously on the football front which is usually your area of expertise how have you seen things playing out on that side of the athletic department the last few weeks well looks like we're paying our coordinators and that's good I mean some of these things we've talked about I'm just going on three years now three years ago as well Pay the coordinators so we can keep we can keep them. Now it's we need to spice up this offense. Which I, I now we have a chance to do. My my concern is just do we have the horses to compete at the highest level? And are we are we playing checkers when there's other programs playing chess around the pooling of have money? Have you been playing uh, a lot of chess lately? Or you that's the third chess reference that you brought up. You got a problem with chess? You probably don't have the patience. No, I like it's chess. It's hard for you to cheat, I'm just which is curious. pretty much your modus operandi in most. most if areas. chess is something that you've really jumped into, is that you've been doing a lot of rook and knight work, or what's been going on? I've been working on my uh, on my defenses, uh, but I don't have a lot of time. As I've said, it's the reason I don't want to be the offensive coordinator. I don't want to go into recruiting. <laughs> rook I, and knight work. I'm I'm busy. I'm busy being a father, and the, I will pick up bishop. Look, if Gary Kasparov, if Gary Kasparov called me tomorrow, I, I I think he's still alive. I'm not sure. I'd take him on. Might not be a long game, but I'd be happy to participate. I'm always looking for a challenge. Tosh, do you have any uh, rule improvements for chess that you'd like to suggest? No, uh, no I have to dig a little bit deeper, but I th- I feel like the pawns. It, we could we could do more with pawns. I, I feel like it's just too easy. But no, chess is a pretty doggone good game. It's tough. You have to be ready that. You know that whole what's it called when you move the rook? You can flip flop them at the on the backside, Derek. I know you're a big chess guy. Uh, it's a counter move at the end of a game. What is it? You can flip flop the rook. I don't know. This is gone. First of all, it takes me ten minutes to get in the darn studio. People are like, I'm sorry, you didn't get a chance to complain about that. Why don't we wrap things up with you complaining about how you were stuck outside? Well, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a local regional celebrity. And I'm brought in here for expertise about athletics, and Tausch is trying to run me down the track of one of my trademark moves, and I'm not even going to tell people about it. It's castling is what it's we ca- do. I do a lot castling. of castling. Yeah. Yes, it's castling. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I think I've been in the bathroom a time or two when there's been something I refer to as looks like castling when it's all said and done after too many years. Oh, right. oh Nelly! So, okay. I so, I'm, so I'm, coming in, I'm coming into the building, and I'm like, this is my time. I'm coming to the Spark Field. i got the Park Bank Studio. I'm excited to see everything. And there's nothing. I'm I'm freezing. I'm standing outside, and finally, the security guard, nice lady, lets me in. And uh, Jesse's like, "I can't help. There's nobody here. There's no the Badger Outsiders here. I don't work here. I don't work. But you're gonna have to figure out your own way up this up this building." 
And other than crawling up on the outside, because that's what I do for the Outsider Nation. If I had to, I would have Spider-Man this thing up. I'm on the fifth floor. So we, we finally, she's like, you know what, I'll take you up. We're going to go to the fifth floor. So we're making small talk, and I'm thinking Jesse's going to come out and let me in. Well, now five minutes goes by. Six. I I got seven, eight minutes of small talk with the with with the nice security guard. What's your go-to small talk with the security uh, folks? Well, Cold weather we're having. We talked about the economy. Um, I finally just looked at her and said, "Do you know who I am?" Which, wow. Uh, you can see. You can see there was some there was some blushing. I, she had a mask on, so I'm not sure. There's obviously some blushing there, and she's like, "Yeah, I know you're. I know you're kind of a big deal." And I said, "Hey, let's just get a couple drinks if that's going to be." She's like, "Well, you can't have alcohol." the building i said whoa i'm talking about mount dew baby and so <laughs> i just i i finally jesse comes around the corner and the, i mean she was starting to sweat and so was i, I had gotten to that point because we talked about everything i could i explained the station and how i it's how to explain how i'm even on the air why it matter um that didn't go well i don't think it's she understood to explain too. Yeah, nobody ever has so for the second straight week i was finally welcomed in uh to the empty studio uh, to be with you folks to apparently talk about my strategies in chess, which they run deep. I don't have the time. It would probably be an hour, hour and a half for me to go through all that. Derek is such a big deal. Remember last week we didn't call him ahead of time, more than 10 minutes ahead to make sure he knew he was going to be on. So this week we're planning last night. Okay, 10.30, come into the studio. Okay, I'll send somebody down. No one else showed up for work. They heard the outsider was coming. They're all like, oh, oh got plans. We're busy today. I mean, Nobody who, else was here to help you out. Who, who else in the industry has had to just fight through the limitations and what I'll call some type of ceiling here, where I'm, I'm often not allowed in the building? I'm, how, how can I come in and deliver content that's memorable when I'm out in below zero temperatures week after week? Sometimes not even told I'm going to be on the show. People are like, well, do you, do you guys talk about the show before you get on? Is there a, is there a script? Is there a, it's like, hell no. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't get anything. I, 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 I get dropped in the chair 30 seconds before I'm on to tell them, oh, you got a half an hour. Be brilliant. Oh, Kasparov. Oh, go get below zero. It's a solid 24 out there today. Good Lord. And I had to park along. I don't know. I'm like, well, where do I park? I'm over there by MG&E somewhere. <laughs> over by the utility. I don't know. I've got about a half mile. Derek, uh, it's always a joy when you spend time with us, even if you don't feel that way. Uh, we'll let you rekindle your small talk friendship with the security guard on the way down. Good luck with the castling. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> I'll go see if I can work one out for you. Thanks. <laughs> we'll kick off the 11 o'clock hour without Derek. In two minutes, stick around. It's Wildey and Tausch.